Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello and welcome to Recharge Wrestling. We are here to plug you into the world of professional wrestling. I'm Keeney and I'm joined by Fisher. Hello, guys. Uh, and in this uh, video podcast, we're going to go through the WWE uh, week, SmackDown, Raw, and NXT as usual. Uh, yep. Follow us on uh, Twitter at Recharge Wrestle and find us on YouTube. Uh, just search Recharge Wrestling. Like, subscribe. We have a lot of content on there, a lot of, a lot of stuff on our Twitter as well. Uh, so get involved. And you can check this out on any podcast app as well. But before we get into the week of wrestling, uh, we have got a little bit of news to kick us off. So Yeah, breaking news again. Breaking. We had this, where yeah. we had it 10 minutes before. It's very rare. But yeah, so WWE has announced that they are from this week, Monday night, Raw is going to be TV 14 instead of PG, which has been a long, long, long time coming. And I can only see it as a positive thing for the product. Um yeah. You know, it means they can make edgier content. They can maybe do blood if they need to. They can do promos that aren't so maybe tightly scripted and can be a little bit looser. Um, so, yeah, and, and matches can be, maybe extreme rules can be actually extreme instead of, you know, not extreme. Um, yeah, well, it's interesting. It probably, like probably links in, doesn't it, with extreme rules coming up um, to do it now. I, I just wonder what big angle they've got planned on Monday so they've suddenly sort of decided to do this. I'm expecting a big, something big to happen on Monday where yeah. they, they, they're planning to do something, maybe edge returns or something. Um, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I'm just trying to think what they could possibly have planned. Maybe they've got, maybe that's why they're doing it now. They've got a, a, a reason for it. But um, that's probably be interesting. There, actually, edge. I, 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 that's what my first thought went. I was like, well, what have they got planned? But the edge... Kind of, or well, we assume it's Edge vignettes. Um, it would make sense for him to come back and do something mad. Um, I mean, again, you can't really predict what WWE going to do with this because they've been it's been so long since they've not been PG that yeah, it's going to be hard to see what they do in this era. So it's you know, it's different how it was back in Attitude. No, era, but I so. mean, TV fourteen is what I, I think is what Dynamite is. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Anyone that's listening that knows, but I'm pretty sure they're their TV 14. So mm. their product is fairly edgy for this current sort of era. It's not yeah. nothing like the Attitude Era, but for, the, for this era, it's quite edgy. And I think WWE can push the boundaries a little bit further. Um, they do sometimes, I mean, they do have the odd bit of swearing. They have the odd sort of bit of sexual content, but there's nothing 
really edgy now. Um, and this just allows them. I think promos is the main thing that will benefit, to be honest. Because you see in AEW, you've got the likes of MJF, you've got Christian recently, cutting these savage promos that WWE probably wouldn't allow. Um, there's more swearing. There's more, obviously, like I said, blood in matches and more, a bit more, you know, hardcore in terms of the, the wrestling. Maybe it can allow for that. And I think that can only help um, make WWE less stale. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, definitely. I think it's, um, it, yeah, it's not not something that I think many people have been pushing for me now hasn't really crossed my mind at all but I think people have I mean so many people have said it over the years but I think people have given up on it I mean I didn't expect it but I remember like because obviously it was around 10 I don't know how many years ago exactly at least 10 12 maybe 15 years ago I don't know yeah it probably is 15 years ago you know and people in the last even in the last few years I've heard people say oh I wish WWE would go no PG and then everyone's just like yeah but it's not going to happen so what's the point whereas Mm. out of nowhere it suddenly happened so you know, well, I agree. I hadn't thought about it. Really. Space. Yeah. Interesting to see what happens. Um, mm. So we'll kick off chronologically with SmackDown. Uh, yeah. It probably is worth just starting with um, Roman Reigns, who made a rare appearance on the show. Um, yeah. Opened up the show with a promo where, I mean, again, they, they've they definitely ramped up the build to Brock and Roman this week because we saw Brock on Raw which we'll get to. Yeah. Roman here kind of starting to get something into the match. I mean again it's not been a built match at all. I know they've got the history but it was a fairly cold announcement. I, mean, I, I know he came back um, at the pay-per-view but um, was it the pay-per-view or was it on a Smackdown actually? I, can't remember. But he, I don't know. He, yeah Brock, Brock when Brock came back but um it was yeah, on the SmackDown, see, wasn't it? I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think it might have been. But I thought Reigns, um, it's just a shame we don't see him more often because I love seeing him every week on TV. And I think just again here, his his presence, the way he talks, he just gets his character so well at the moment, Roman Reigns. He's just like, he is on. I know it's a catchphrase, but he is he is in go uh, like God mode. He's yeah, just it's just like we say, we're not we were seeing it every week and now we're not seeing it, which is a real shame. And yeah. another person who wasn't God mode particularly here, I thought, was Paul Heyman's promo here. Was yeah, superb for me. Really, yeah. really good. Um, it really put it what he does really well is he puts over the opponent as mm-hmm. well as the person. So he's basically saying Brock's like incredible, basically, he can beat anybody mm-hmm. apart from Roman. Um, yeah. and it's just like, yeah, it was basically saying that Roman needs to have the uh, no, Brock will have to have the best performance of his career and yet Roman will also have to have the best performance of career to um you know to put down a pissed off Brock Lesnar for a 10 count because it's not an ordinary match it put over the stipulation as well of the last man standing rather than it being a normal three count because it is going to be difficult for either of those men to be down for 10 like they don't get pinned normally yeah, it is so hard to imagine you, yeah. you've got to think there's going to be some big spots in that match um so I thought it was a really good promo um you know, no Brock there, but it was on Raw, which was a bit odd, I must say. But I enjoyed well, we'll get to, when we get to Raw. I did enjoy what Brock did on Raw. So yeah, I actually playing. don't mind them just not having these two interact face to face until no. I mean, the same thing happens when they do it anyway. But just just Brock has five and Usos normally. So. Yeah, it would just yeah, it would just. Be the same, <clears> um, so. And then interestingly, at the end of the segment, Theory comes down. Um, they kind of—I think they miscued his entrance. I'm not sure what happened. Yeah, there. he did like walk out, and no one like reacted to him. And yeah, the, come out the commentary said, "Oh, there's Fury," and then he came back out. I was like, 
did he go back and come back? It was weird. Um, anyway, but he basically come down and just paraded around the ring, which we were talking about. I think Krusty had it as his skid mark actually last week, saying that it's a shame that with Fury winning the money in the bank that he can't be doing stuff like that because there's no champion. But at least we got that this week. Um, and he also did it to, to Brock as well. So it's good to see the money in bank hold actually having that tease on the champion. Um, Roman was kind of laughing at him, being like, who the hell is this guy? Which I expect yeah. Roman to do. Um, but still, at least they had theory there, like ready. And it showed that, you know, if whoever whoever wins this match, theory could potentially cash in, which is what they keep teasing. Yeah, they do. And I think they're almost over teasing. Oh, yeah. I, I said last week, it's not going to happen at SummerSlam. Yeah. What I, what they're I, teasing I, it too I much. Said, I, might said, I might have said last week, I fully expect him to come out at SummerSlam at the end and yeah. then take a selfie with the, the, the lead down champ. With the yeah. belt and the thingy, whatever, and that's yeah. What I reckon doing. he might go. To, I reckon he might go to cash in, but he'll get stopped one way or yeah. another. Maybe by we'll get to it on the uh, Raw, but maybe start by a certain returning superstar that took him out at the end of Raw. We'll get to that yeah. in a bit. But um, I mean, I um, I just hope it's not a failed cash in because that would be a real. I, I just well, this is the that. thing I, I've I've been saying all along. I, I don't like failed cash ins, but I also can't see him cashing in. So I, I don't know where mm. to go with this one. Um. I guess we're waiting. If they hadn't had made it so obvious, it wouldn't be a bad idea to have him cash in here at SummerSlam with this. Again, if they hadn't mentioned it so blatantly, like it's, it's been so it's been too obvious for them to do it. So um, yeah, but it's good to see him interacting with with Reigns because we haven't really seen him and Reigns together. We've seen a bit of him and Brock from um, Elimination Chamber, which I think you showed the video of on um, Raw. But yeah, yeah, nice to see Beery here. Yeah, I thought um, this this was um, yeah, this was a useful segment in general. Probably yeah, the best thing on see... SmackDown, to be honest. <clears throat> yeah, hopefully we see more of Reigns in the build-up to SummerSlam. He should be on every week until SummerSlam, in my opinion. But yeah, even if he just does this every week and just you know does his does his thing. Um, what else did we get from SmackDown? So, so... Oh, sorry, go on, go on. No, it's all right. Carry on. I was going to say, we did get a um, relative shock, I guess, of Lacey Evans turning heel. Um, they had yeah, we have, we've been saying we don't know what her character is all I don't think they knew whether she was heel or face. And now crazy. it's definitive. At least she has a definitive character now. You yeah, know, and I think she feel, suits being a heel better. She does, but I wouldn't have minded her having to go at being a face in this, because this would have felt very different to what she was before. And I know the character's a bit different, but she's still essentially the same kind of feel she was before. So, yeah, I mean, she's just gone back, gone back to, to what she did before. But, I mean, I mean, they advertised a really... I don't remember who the tag match was against. It was Shayna Baszler and Shotzi. Shayna and Shotzi. Yeah, because I've written that down in my notes. And then for, I put, for some reason, that's a tag match. But the reason yeah. was the match was never even going to be happening. And it was just literally for Lacey to turn heel on Aaliyah. Um, Poorly, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Lacey, Lacey's promo was okay. She did her entrance three times. You could you could see it coming when she did that. When she yeah, did her entrance could, yeah. three times, I was like, okay, she's not happy here. And then she was just disgusted, and she was like, you know, she was saying, do, do you know who I am? She mentioned pulled pork brisket for some reason. Um, but everyone was eating that. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, and then she basically just, Aaliyah tries to stop her leaving, and then she hits her with the woman's right. Um, so yeah, at least she's a definitive heel now. And I, I think we'll probably get her versus Liv Morgan sooner or later, do you think? 
Um, maybe, maybe. Uh, providing yeah. Liv obviously stays champion long enough, which I'm hoping she does. Yeah, well, who knows with Liv? She was um, on this show, wasn't she? She had a yeah. interview in ring, which uh, got interrupted by Natalia, which seems to be her first challenger. No, it's not. Yeah, it's, no, yeah, it's a rematch. It's, 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 it's the rematch for SummerSlam. Yeah, is it next week? Is it? Is it announced? Is it the SmackDown Liv v Natalia title match? Is that right? Am I getting that right? Or is it? No, I think she's facing Natalia this week. That's not a title and match. And then it's not a title match. And then the rematch with Ronda, because obviously she cashed in. Yeah, yeah. So I know she's happening in SummerSlam. But I don't yeah. think it's happened. I don't think it's a title match next week. But I could see them maybe adding Natalia in here. Because. Yeah, it would make sense. I think to... they don't. They're not. I don't think they're going to want Ronda to take a pin. And they can't take the title off Liv yet. Surely. So Unless it would make sense a... to add Natalia in. Bailey or someone returning at some Charlotte's been rumoured to be back, so that wouldn't surprise me. Anyway, it would work as if Charlotte um, attacked Ronda, wouldn't it? Well, I guess she could attack Liv. Yeah. She could attack both of them. I mean, she's got beef with Ronda, and then she could want the title. So, yeah. you know, you could work it like that. Um, but yeah, it it was this segment was okay from um, Liv. She quoted John Cena saying, "Never give up." At one mm. point. Um, and yeah, Ronda come out there a bit of a brawl. Uh, it was a right. match with Natalia, uh, Ronda. Yeah, and then Ronda had a match with Natalia, yeah. And fairly, nothing special for this match. Eat her quite um, quickly, yeah. Yeah, just a standard win and a submission win. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I do agree, but I think adding Natalia in might be a good idea, but I just don't know if they can. She doesn't seem incredible challenging her. Well, if she beats Liv next week somehow, some way, mm. then she'll have a case, you know. And I don't think they'll do. We'll get to. I think they're going to do something very similar on Raw, by the way, which they did with Carmella this week. But I can see them doing yeah. something like that, and that can add them in. And I can see it happening on Raw as well. Um, yeah, I think it's a bit copy and paste, but I think they're going to. They do are the same in thing. similar spots, aren't they, Natalia? Yeah, them. and I think they're going to do the same kind of thing. Um. One thing I loved on this show, randomly, mm. was Happy Corbin's uh, little cameo on it. So he come down. Hey, on, hey, on um, so Pat was off this week um, because he was selling his injury, which I loved from uh, Money in the Bank. So Corey Graves filled in and Corbin comes down and replaces him. And I was like, okay, this is a bit random. Why is he here? But then the match that took place was Gunther versus Shinsuke Nakamura. And obviously Pat McAfee, during Nakamura's entrance, goes nuts dancing on the table. Oh, yeah. And Corbin was doing it. And I was with, with, like, Corey okay, Graves, is, yeah. with Corey Graves. And I thought, this is great mocking of Pat McAfee. I, I really liked it. He was really over, like, you know, really exaggerating it to make it look ridiculous. Um yeah, no, it was it was brilliant. Um, I really liked it. it and then we got a follow up match of sorry, it wasn't Gunter, was it? It was Ludwig. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was Kaiser. Yeah, yeah. Um, it got me thinking though. I, I don't think obviously Summerslam, but down the road, would they? Because isn't Corey Graves available to com- able? To well, apparently he's been cleared to compete. But yes, I don't know. Could you do whether a Shinsuke, he actually wants to? Shinsuke and McAfee v Corbin and Graves. Yeah. You could do that. That's what I thought. I was like, why are they both mocking Nakamura? I think Corey just likes to join in with the heels, but it, it could lead to an inning. He has been apparently cleared. I've not heard much else about that since. I don't know whether he... I mean, he must have asked to be cleared, surely. 
but I don't know mm. what his desire is to wrestle. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. I really, I just thought this was really good work from Corbin here. And then we got Ludwig V Nakamura, um, obviously, really to set up um, Nakamura V Gunter, which we got to see in person, didn't we, on our UK tour. And we said yeah. that maybe they'll do this as a feud. Um, Gunter won the Intercontinental title, and now they're doing it as a feud. I'd love to see this as a SummerSlam match, but I don't know if it will be. But Nakamura V Gunter. But what really? I really liked <laughs> here as well here. What I love is the presentation of Gunter so far. I know people moan about the name yeah. change and all that. But after the match here, his punishing Ludwig for losing. Yeah, that was, was brilliant. really good. Um, I really liked it. Yeah, Nakamura won with the Kinshasa quite comfortably in the end on Ludwig. Good to see Ludwig wrestle because I think this is only his second match mm. since they've been called up. So good to see him get a bit of in-ring action. Um, I hope they keep doing that and not just use him as a manager. Um mm. But yeah, he was shouting him in German afterwards and just giving him chops. And I can watch Gunther do that all day. And I, yeah, I just thought this was a, a really good little um, segment to set up Gunther versus Nakamura long term down the road. Yeah, it was. You're right. Um, we got a fairly random, um, I think it's a championship contenders match, Usos and Los Lafarios. Um, oh, yeah. Just a way to give Usos a win. Just a way to give Usos. I mean, Los Safarios do nothing um, really on TV. Yeah, it was championship contenders match. Yeah, and um, Usos won with a one D. I just thought I'd give it a mention. There's yeah, I think I think it was actually the after bit that was uh, noticeable here because Kayla. So the Street Profits come down as well, don't they, or do they not? No. So Kayla, no. the Usos cut a promo, and <laughs> um, they basically said it wasn't their fault the ref messed up, and then. They mentioned that there's going to be a special guest referee for SummerSlam. And I was like really puzzled. And then they did more about that on Raw. But yeah, I was, mm. I'm confused by this, but we'll talk about it more who we think it could be or whatever, what you think the, they're yeah. going to do with this when we get to Raw. But yeah, that was the noticeable bit I took from this segment. I don't, I think the match was there for that, really. Um, yeah. But yeah, Los Lafarios, they're, they're great in me, but they don't get much use out of them. Um, let's move on to something. Very entertaining. <laughs> the uh, okay. the tennis wear modeling. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> what what do we make of this? Because mm. we I think we all quite liked it last week, um, and we said let's yeah. see where it goes. Uh, I um I like that Max Dupree is on is on main roster on TV and and, and getting time. I'm actually also quite happy Mason Mansoor have got a purpose now because they've done nothing basically since they got called up. Um, Marseille Mansoir. Marseille Mansoir. <laughs> but I don't particularly like this. I didn't enjoy this. I find it funny, but it goes on too long. Yeah, it just that's, that's the thing. It just goes thing. on I, so I'm long. laughing and I'm, I'm I'm looking at the screen like what is happening. And sometimes the commentary and Max Dupree's like promos over it, his descriptions are quite funny. Um yeah, the Max Dupree is very is and I love the work well. he's putting in as well. Like the website is a real website. Yeah, yeah. People have been applying, and Max Dupree has been replying to them on Twitter, ripping the people applying. I love that. That fan interaction side of it is fantastic. Um, I just, like I said last week, how, how is it going to tra- translate into an in-ring thing? Because I have no idea how they're going to transition it. That's my problem. It's, also, it's, it's another heel tag team on SmackDown. I mean... There's no baby face. Other than the new so. day, they don't have a face. I guess are Jinder and Shank, Jinder and I Shanky guess they kind face? of are now. Yeah, because I mean, the obviously, a Viking Shanky Raiders were they turned. Yeah, 
So um, Los Lotharios like, could be, I don't know. Yeah, it's just the very imbalanced smack. I don't think in, in general their roster is very heel heavy. Very heel heavy. It is, yeah, it even is. Sheamus and Co. You've got uh, Sami yeah, Zayn. Yeah. Another team you can have, yeah. Gunter, Sami Zayn, obviously the bloodline. Like there's so many <coughs> um, heels on the men's side and not mm. many baby faces at all. You know, we've, I spoke about before this supposed list of Ricochet being the number two babyface on SmackDown shows that there's but not many babyfaces. They've faces. probably only got about two or three, yeah. Yeah, they ha- it's because they don't have anybody else. Um, so, yeah, you're right. It's very um, it's very interesting to see. I'm just intrigued to see what they do with it. Um, yeah, well... Speaking well, of the Viking Raiders... Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. So yeah. Tag division. Um, we saw them <coughs> Jinder and Shanky. Um, in a fairly straightforward win, um, yeah. pretty, pretty dominant, and then the new day um, attempted to get retribution. Um, come and down, they got, their asses kicked again. Yeah, and and I, then the Viking Raiders, <coughs> the Viking Raiders are dominating this at the moment. They haven't actually had a, like a, a match yet, but they've just beaten them up every week. And the Viking Raiders are looking good in the process, to be fair. But I do want to see it kind of progress now. To an end it's a better use of the Viking Raiders. hundred percent. It is again. It is still just the Viking Raiders. They've they've been, you know, pushed down so much since in, in the last couple of years. That it's hard to 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 change them too much. <clears throat> I prefer that they're here. I think they actually work better as heels. They're I think crosses up to last week. Their in ring style and their look does work they look hundred percent. Yeah, but they are still. They're still Vikings. The character doesn't change really. The, char- like, the characters haven't changed. They're just, you know, a bit more aggressive. That, that's kind of it. And they have shields now. Um, but you know, it's it's better off. But I just wish they hadn't been, you know, defined down so much. Yeah, that is the there. problem. <clears throat> and again, with the SmackDown side, did you need to turn them heel? Um, like I said, I think they're better heel, so it's it's not necessarily a criticism. It's just um, you know, there's got there's got to be some someone backstage with, with a list of heels and faces on SmackDown and well, yeah, that that this that does exist and yeah, I like just I, say, I, I just, think they're very heel heavy at the moment. Staggered to think I did miss oh, yeah, that Nakam- I'll, I'll, I'll I missed that Nakamura yeah. and and obviously Rick Boogs when he's back is a is a yeah. face tag team, um, but other than that, yeah, there's there's very few. It's very thin on the on the ground. Yeah. Um, I think there was one more little segment to mention before we talk about the main event stuff, which I know we're, we're both keen to talk about for the wrong reasons, really. But yeah. um, there was a, a theory interview where he'd like to says he'd like to cash in on Brock after the way he treated him, which I thought was a good callback. And they did it again on Raw. Yeah. Um, and also acknowledge Roman, you know. But then, interestingly, Madcap Moss said he'd love to shove the no. briefcase down. So I don't think that's leading no. to anything. But I think it's what a match this week, haven't they? On SmackDown. Yeah. Um, but based on the big angle we saw on Raw, I don't think it's going to be, go anywhere further than that. But I thought it might. I thought, oh, maybe they're going to put Moss into like a, a real like position against Fury here. Maybe they well, didn't they have, match they the They pushed him or... fairly. He was in Money in the Bank. Yeah. He beat oh, Corbin. yeah, they have. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just good to be in the mix with Fury, I guess, if you're Mad Cup boss. It's, it's showing that they, they, they like you. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, it is. And I think they have shown they like him. Should we get to the main event stuff then? Because I know we both have skid marks here for different reasons. Almost, yeah, this is a double skid mark. It's a double skid mark for two. It's two different parts of the segment. Well, you, 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 for you me, start, you start yeah, for me, it's the overall 
booking of this segment. So this was a really, and this was the end of SmackDown and it ruined the show a little bit for me because yeah, I, I thought, do you know what? I thought I enjoyed the, the Gunter stuff. Like I said, I enjoyed the Roman stuff. The maximum male model stuff is what it is. The other stuff was okay. And I thought this show's just whizzed by. It's all right. Mm-hmm. And then this, I, they built it up from the start. They announced on Twitter, number one contender match, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, who've had some good ma- banger matches. They're finally going to have their sort of blow-off match. Number one contender for Clash of the Castle. Let's go. That sounds good. They bring it up throughout the show. Drew does a promo as well earlier on in the evening. So you think, okay, mm-hmm. they're, they're making this a big deal. Gets out there and Seamus starts coughing. And I'm like, oh God, yeah, what are they doing here? So Seamus starts coughing and says he can't compete because he might have a touch of the COVIDs. I was like, oh, come on. Don't, don't, don't use COVID as a thing here anyway. And such an obvious, blatant, stupid angle. So he sends Butch in to replace him. And this is, I thought something was up because there was only about six minutes of the show left when this started. And I was like, this ain't going to be a banger match between... Seamus and Finger. And I thought Drew and Pete Dunn as well could be an amazing match. But no, they kind of make it very short. Uh, Drew does the Glasgow kiss, gets the Claymore in, um, and then wins it. And they're not having the match yet. So I don't know when they're going to do the match, but it's made me not care now because I, I, I cared about this match until now. And now I don't care. And I know what happened afterwards and all of you. So over to you. Well, first off, I completely, I completely agree with you. That, that, that was enough to be a skid mark. Like that's a skid mark already. Like it's it's, yeah. it's a terrible, um, yeah. To build you up all night to then not deliver um, is terrible, and build your whole show around this main event and then not yeah. doing anything with it is terrible. And to then, okay, he he won straightforward, but and it's been an issue, and I've probably mentioned it on the pod before, but Drew McIntyre's sword. I mean, what? the hell is going on with this thing like why is a wrestler carrying a sword to, is, and, and a baby face my baby face is carrying a sword to the ring he's swinging it around trying to chop people's heads off i know he did it tv 14 now what yeah so tv 14 now <laughs> and what's annoying about this so at the end of the match um Seamus gets on the ropes uh, on, on on the apron and then he cuts the rope and then Seamus jumps down and that's the end of the show yeah, but he did this at was it Mania? He did this at Drew with Corbin. I think it might have been the exact yeah. same spot he's done this. So the 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 you know wow. If if there is a shock factor of this, which I don't think there particularly is, cutting a rope in half, but it's not a particular shock factor. Shock factor is already gone because we saw it less than six months ago. And why is your t- top babyface trying to murder people on the show? It, it just doesn't make any sense to me. It's just bonkers. Mm. I just. I do. Agree, I agree with all of it, and this whole this whole thing, this whole whole main event segment was a complete mess. A Terrible. complete mess. Drew would be ten times better off without a sword. Keep him exactly. He how really he doesn't is. need don't, it. Don't give him the sword. He doesn't need it at all. I don't I even was... mind him bringing it to the ring as part of his entrance because people do that. You know, shots. Oh, well, if he's back. yeah, if he's going no, to stab it in like on on the ramp and walk down, like, yeah, yeah, fine. That's, no that looks cool. But it's, I a don't bit, think... it's a bit pointless, really, but. Fine, if that's what you want to do. Yeah. do but I don't like things. him using it as a, as a weapon. As but to have a sword, I mean, what's honestly, we're not far off someone bringing a gun to the ring at this point. Like, I just don't get why you're bringing weapons to the ring. Like, not, not, not just weapons like a steel jet. You're bringing swords, which can literally cut people in half. It's just, um, yeah, bonkers. It, I, I just 
I just don't understand it. Um, and when you think back to Drew in his peak during the um, COVID era with no fans, he didn't have a sword. He was just himself. He's pretty much the same character, just without a sword. I don't know if he, it was a different time and different people were there and weren't there. So it's, it's different to, difficult to compare apples for apples. But I just think, take his sword away. People would take him more seriously. I just think he'd be better off. So the fact that they repeated a spot from WrestleMania, a spot which, for me, didn't really work at WrestleMania. I don't know about you, but I don't think the sword cutting a rope in half is particularly exciting. No, yeah, I just, I don't care. It doesn't wow me. It doesn't bother. I just think whatever. It's not it's just yeah. kind of pointless. I just, it's I just waste think it takes away from Drew. And, and like I say, the face doing it, a face doing it, it's a bit weird. Um, yeah, I'm just, um, I mean, he's Drew McIntyre. He's like the best, pretty much best wrestler on SmackDown, apart from Roman. But, you know, people don't know every time. I just, yeah. Anyway. So a double skid mark uh, on the second. So I think that's a recharge wrestling first. Uh, yeah, I think we've had the same skid marks before, but not from like the same reasons. For yeah. different reasons on the same segment. I don't think that's happened before. Yeah, so um, WWE. But yeah, let's move on to Raw. Move um, on to Raw. And we've mentioned Roman. Let's mention Brock. What did you make of his return to Monday Night Raw? I thought, I mean, I thought it was odd that he was going on Raw and not SmackDown, considering he's challenging for the the SmackDown, well, it's, it's right. both titles, but yeah. Roman was never going to be on Raw. So I thought that was odd to get that out of the way. But mm. what I did like was the segment, which obviously he, he cuts an, a little babyface promo. He kept talking about hogs and how they get slaughtered and that Roman, you know, he basically called <laughs> yeah. Roman one. Um, and he also swore and said he's going to get a shit kicking. That's what he said. Mm. And we said to bleep out. So again, don't have to do that next week, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> um, Paul Heyman comes out again. Good pro with Paul Heyman, you're always going to get a good promo. Quite generic, wasn't really anything out of the ordinary from what we'd expect from the two. But then, um, what I liked was Fury came out um, and said, no matter what happens, uh, SummerSlam, he's going to be called the youngest ever Universal Champion. Shows the footage of Brock destroying them from Elimination Chamber, which uh, I'm glad they call back on things for months ago. This isn't last week on Raw when they yeah. do that. This was, was something was, was six months ago. Pod. Yeah, it was a pretty big spot. This was six months ago. I'm glad they go back to things like yeah. that. Because too often they don't. Um, I'm glad they didn't ignore that. Um, and then, weirdly, Al, he sort of sends out Alpha Academy because they were teaming with him last week, which I mm. thought was a, a good, good people to send out because Brock F5'd Otis for the announce table, which is always going to look amazing. Yeah, I know, yeah, to pick up Otis like that. I mean, yeah, this this was brilliant. I feel a bit sorry for Alpha Academy because their role currently is just to be the tag team behind a hill who's in the storyline. Yeah, um, they, 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 yeah. they don't really have their own storylines going on. Um, no, Alpha and Gable just loses and gets pinned all the time. Which I guess is fine. I mean, I guess if you're not going to be in a storyline, at least they're being on TV regularly. So, you know, it's, it's I feel sorry for them, but also they're actually not in a bad position. So maybe I'll talk about it. Um, I think that. Maybe they're doing fine, but you'd like to see them in a storyline because they're brilliant together. But yeah, perfect people to Brock to destroy, um, smashing them with. Yeah, particularly Otis. the Otis thing because it, he's of the size of Otis. It looked cool, you know. Yeah, yeah, to get Otis up on your shoulders. I don't care if you are Brock Lesnar, still impressive stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, brilliant segment. Um, and then we mentioned again briefly earlier the women's um, situation on SmackDown. Being similar to Raw, 
Yeah. Uh, and we got Becky Lynch come out and demand a title match at SummerSlam, which is fair enough. She has, you know, she beat she hasn't actually had a one on one rematch yet. Yeah. So I, I do she understand. Beat Asuka why. last week cleanly in yeah. a no DQ match. Um, and then obviously we got Belair and Carmella come down um, and they had a match. So, again, do we think we're getting a triple threat match here at SummerSlam? That would make total sense because Carmelo actually wins the match here, but she just, it win, it's a crap finish. What we'll oh, say yeah, is this match yeah. was excellent, yep. but the finish, the finish was crap. Yeah, actually, I think the match, I think the match was better than their match at the pay-per-view. There was mm. a spot in this match that was amazing um, where Belair was going to hit the KOD and Carmelo kind of face-busted her from the counter. Oh, yeah, I've yeah. seen that before. Carmelo had a, a really good showing here. I thought she showed off how good she can be yeah. in this match um, and held her own in there with Bianca. Um, there was a great mid-air catch as well by Bianca at one point um, when Carmelo jumped. Um, but there was some really, really good stuff. I like, But the finish, made, like you said, made Bianca look really stupid because Becky oh, yeah. just back to there, she was arguing with her and then she was like, you know, you got counted out and it's dumb baby face syndrome, which drives everyone mad. I, you know, I just think it's, especially when it's your champion. I yeah, don't mind with the other card wrestlers. But Bianca, but don't get Bianca Belair counted, counted out because she'd get wound up. Um, yeah, mm. it's just, and then Carmelo is lifting the belt up, which suggests to me she's not done with this. Yeah, and mm. to me, a triple threat makes sense because you can have Carmelo take the pin. Yeah, I guess it would just be a bit weird to have both triple threats. Um, maybe they don't for Ronda they might not for the Smackdown one um, I think the Raw one definitely is going to be um, yeah. the Smackdown yeah. one I'm not sure they could even do a full way or something different to make it distinguish a difference and add Charlotte and Natalia I could see that happening um, if Charlotte returns before SummerSlam which is rumoured so she's been gone a long time considering she only went to get married and Was Andrade's it, come back in AEW. Mania, so. she's been gone. No, not no. She defended no. the Mania, didn't she? It was the pay per view after Mania she lost it. It was the pay per view after Mania she lost it, and she's been gone since then. So yeah, yeah. I mean, Andrade's been, been back a fair while, hasn't he? Her husband. Yeah. So in AEW, so you'd think she'd be back soon. Yeah, but I guess you don't want to bring her back. For, you want to bring her back for a reason. You know, yeah. bring her back for the sake of bringing her back. She's she's a big mm. star. Summer Sam feels like the big the big show to do. To do it, it does. And another match we have at SummerSlam is Logan Paul and The Miz, which um, got a bit more build on the show with a bit of Miz TV with Champa. Um, yeah, Champa actually spoke on this role, which was nice. Yeah, it's nice to hear from a Champa. Again, I said this last week, it's such a, a combination I never thought I'd ever see. But here we go Miz and Champa are apparently a duo. Um, interesting. I feel like Miz's character works best when he's got someone next to him. Yeah. Um, you think back to all of his duos and... Yeah, I mean, even and... him and Maurice, obviously. Um, even though I love the Mistarage with Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. I thought yeah. that worked really, but really perfectly... well. Um, yeah, there was, there was... He's always had Sandow. He's had, you know, he's had John loads Morrison. of people. Obviously, John was, Morrison. Um, what was his name? The um, Alex Riley. Remember him? Oh, God, yeah. Another one he had. Yeah, he's, had, yeah. he's, had, he's, he's always had someone by his side. Someone pretty much always inferior to him as well. Basically, you know... You could argue Morrison, but really Morrison was the second in command. Yeah. He's always had someone inferior behind you, and I think that's where he works best. And WWE know that because I think actually, without anyone with him, he gets a bit lost. I think he's got a bit lost recently. Sometimes so he does, yeah. He's got some direction here. Um, I mean, this Miss TV was interrupted by AJ and Ezekiel. Um, I mean, 
Do we know what do you know what's happened with, with Kevin Owens? Because he's been gone for a while. No, I know he's I know he's had injured. Um, he's injured. Yeah, he Ezekiel seems to have moved on from him. Well, because Ezekiel and KO were meant to have money in the back qualifier, weren't they? And then they had to rearrange yeah. it. And then the match never happened. And KO's been having a minor injury. Um, I love it because uh, Raws have been in Texas. And obviously, he had the thing with Stone Cold about hating Texas. And KO's just been yeah. tweeting, like, I'm not there because I hate Texas and I'm not coming. Whereas, <laughs> you know, which is, no, he's playing yeah. into that. But uh, obviously, it's because he's had a minor injury. Um, and I'm missing him on the show. And Ezekiel feels a bit weird. He didn't need... I don't know why Ezekiel came out here. It was so random. Just so they have a tag and, match on the And show. I have to say, on this Raw, it was random tag match city. There, there was just random tag matches appearing for no reason. There was, yeah. No, there was a few of them. Um, and I did note that. Um, one thing I liked in the, um, in the Champa uh, bit, because uh, obviously AJ Styles comes out, starts talking. He does the normal thing they're talking about, Tidal Balls. And I love Champa covering Mrs. Ears. Um, yeah. That bit was good. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know why they had a random tag match. It was a bit, it was a bit out of nowhere. Champa looked good in it. Um, Ezekiel looked right in it as well. It ended, obviously, the, again, here, the finish was crap. The match itself was all right. The finish was crap. I hate, hate these finishes where you get DQ'd for beating someone up too much. I hate that. Oh, I know. It's Which is basically what Champa did. He came in and started yeah. punching AJ in the face and he got DQ'd. Um, so stupid. Yeah. There was a full run to the outside afterwards by AJ and then Logan Paul appeared Ronda, uh, randomly later on and basically called out Miz for SummerSlam. And he yes, said he's he, going to be on Raw next week. week. Do you think we're going to get a tag match at SummerSlam? <clears throat> AJ and Logan was, Paul? Miz and Champa? It could be a tag match. Um, I think it's more likely to be a one-on-one match. But Is, is Logan Paul ready for a one-on-one match? That is a good question. Um because AJ is not a bad partner to be be with, if you're going no, to do a tag match. you could do a tag match, but I think we'll get to another storyline in a minute. But I think they're going to do another sort of thrown together tag match on this on SummerSlam, um, a bit a, a bigger one than this. Um, so I feel like this would just feel a bit. I think a one on one match for Logan Paul versus The Miz feels more. Yeah, maybe you just have Champa and AJ. And I think you can have Champa. Yeah, Champa outside getting involved. Um, whether AJ's that, I, I don't know what AJ would be doing, to be honest. But. Yeah, I mean, we haven't seen much AJ Logan Paul interaction, but Logan Paul's here next week. I'm expecting yeah, Logan Paul to be in the ring. Week. AJ and Champa to surround the ring. Uh, sorry, Miz and Champa to surround the ring. And AJ comes out to make the save, and maybe that's where we get the tag match. Yeah, that's kind I, of how I, I don't I know would if you saw it, predict. but um, there was a oh, I saw it on Twitter on Raw Talk, Miz and Champa. Uh, cut a promo and Champa there cut such a good pro- promo um, yeah. that was going around on the internet because <laughs> people were like Champa's so good and his promo was so yeah honestly it was so good um, and they had matching I don't know if they had them in the ring here but they had matching I don't think they did they had, yeah, they, they had a t-shirt they had like a matching t-shirt thing they were called Awesome Champs or something like that because Champ Champa <clears throat> is. Yeah. it's a bit of a weird but yeah it seems like they're going in on this team so maybe there's more to it i mean at least it's getting champa doing something yeah exactly it's a bit random but it's not what i'd expect for him but um and talking about random tag match that i can see happening so this is this is where so we had finn Balor versus Rey mysterio on the show um first match on the show um this was much better booking for the judgment day and for in particular finn Balor. yeah i thought because first of all they cut a promo um, they're trying to persuade 
Dominic to join Judgment Day. But what the key thing as well is they mentioned there was, so there's a show at Madison Square Garden in a couple of weeks. And it is 20 years since Rey Mysterio. It feels like we're getting all these people. We had Cena not long ago, Orton not yeah. long ago, and now Rey Mysterio's 20th anniversary. It's because they all came in around the same time. Yeah, they did. Uh, yeah. Rey must be Lesnar soon as well. Um, yeah, because he's from that era. But yeah, 20 years of Rey Mysterio. So I think we're going to get some sort of celebration on that show where we'll get Rey, a Rey celebration. Judgment Day are going to beat them down. And that is, the, I think, where you're going to get Edge return. And you're going to do Edge and Rey Mysterio, who are obviously have a lot of history, versus the Judgment Day at SummerSlam. Yeah. That's yeah. what I think we're going to yeah. Because for me, Dominic doesn't need to be in the match. And it feel, feeds more into the storyline that he should not be with Rey. Because if he's not tagging with him and he's just on the outside, you could have him cost Ray the match. Or you could have him be annoyed that he's not in the match. So you can yeah. further the storyline. I think that's a really, really sensible thing to do. Because I think at first I thought we were going to get Edge versus Balor one-on-one. But I think Edge versus Balor one-on-one, although it's a good match, Balor's not been built enough for me to think he's going to have a chance against Edge, a returning yeah. Edge. And, and for me, Edge v. Priest is where the bigger feud would be. Like, yeah. Edge would have more beef with Priest. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah you could do that. But even that, I think the tag match involving Ray, Edge and Ray versus Judgment Day as a team, I think that's a, that is a really good match. Yeah, that is, um, that is, that is good. And I, I, I think I'd as well... I didn't really think about that. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's what it's leading to. Because um, Edge is... We've seen these vignettes. They've been slightly different each time, but it's definitely Edge. It's it 100% is Edge. I can tell yeah. now. Now I've seen it three or four times, I can tell it's Edge. So Edge, they're not going to do that for too many weeks, I don't think. They're going to bring him back, I, I reckon, at this MSG. Because Madison Square Garden is a big show. Um, so I reckon they'll do a match there. Maybe they'll do Priest versus Ray or something like that. Or they'll do a Ray celebration in the ring. Judgment Day will attack him and Edge will come back and and make the save, and that'll set up the match for SummerSlam. Yep. Well, and the match itself, like I say, the reason Balor was booked better here is because um, oh, A, it was a good match with Ray, because, you know, it's going to be, but also, you know, he beat him clean. He didn't need outside interference really from Priest. He just, yep. and what I loved about the finish as well is he hit the 1916, goes up top, just points at Dominic Mysterio and was like, watch this. Yeah. Does the, uh, the, I said the 619 then. Coup de gras. Does the coup de gras and then wins and is like telling Dom, like, look, I've got my hand raised. And I just thought it was really, really good showing for Balor. They it need is, to do yes. more of that. It's nice to see a Hill Balor on the main roster because he, he did it really well in NXT, I thought, Hill Balor. Yeah. So it's nice. nice and he starts to say book strong because he's been booked crap, really, let's be honest, recently. He has. Someone named Pushes. Since, since like, he lost the. Um, was it United? Did he have the United States title at one point? Yeah, had, yeah. That or the IC. I can't remember which one he had, but he had one of them. Yeah. Since that, yeah, yeah. Because didn't he lose? It to, yeah, he lost it to Theory, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And that was in the build-up to. Oh, yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't remember. Um, yeah. So, speaking of random tag matches, we got a really random women's match. I don't really know why it happened. Yeah, another one. Alexa another Bliss and Asuka randomly teamed up and beat Doodle and Nikki Ash. Um, and nothing really happened after the match unless I'm forgetting something but nothing really happened I think this was just purely to to keep Alexa and Asuka on the show and keep them having some momentum because Asuka's yeah, but, I, I mentioned it last week she's main evented loads of roars Alexa keeps winning and they probably just thought let's put them in the match and, there is a Vince, a Vince 
uh, quote I've, I always remember saying, everything happens for a reason on TV. So, like, there's very rarely a segment which doesn't have a plan behind it or, like, not it, it, they always, it almost always further or attempt to further a storyline. There's very rarely a match that happens just for sake of happening. That's why I just this one just felt really off to me. This match. I agree with you. Um, the camera stayed in the ring for a bit with Alexa and Asuka. Thought, oh, Alexa's going to turn heel here. That's what I thought was going to happen, but nothing happened. So, yeah. I mean, if there was a women's tag division, I would say there would be point to you know you could have Alexa Bliss and yep. Asuka team up. Why not? Like just give them something to do. They could have a tag title or whatever. But there isn't. So there's no point in them as a team. I think it was yeah. purely to give them a win on TV after Asuka lost last week and Alexa's kind of been slowly building up wins. Um, not really doing anything storyline-wise, though. Um, no, she, she, she feels she, a bit she, lost. She is very lost. I think she could do a turn and heel like she, you know, like she used to be or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, again, on the subject of random tag matches, we're going to move on to another one. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> when it started with the Usos and the Street Profits having a having like a little promo in ring, yeah, um, about and, a special guest referee, wasn't it? Yeah, and then our truth comes down, and um, I think he said he was like a tag team counselor or something. Yeah, and then he said, and yeah. I thought oh, he's going to claim to be the referee, um, and then yeah, we've got Omos come down, um. And it's fairly random to be in the second, but Omos doesn't really got much going on at the moment. No, so no. he just got involved here. And I think a bit weird what's in Omos with the Usos. That, that did feel a bit odd to me. I mean, our truth with the profits is a bit odd, but their characters kind of make a bit of sense, a bit more sense being together. Um, then we've got a six-man tag um, in which Omos just dominated, just absolutely annihilated the profits. Yeah. Got a- Got a pin on Dawkins, not on our truth as well. Uh, I, I wrote that on my notes. Why the hell did our truth not take the pin in this match? Why did Dawkins take the pin here? You're doing a rematch between mm. Profits and the Usos. Why is Angelo Dawkins taking the pin? Unless it's some, there's some unless plan. they're building to a breakup. Yeah, which they might well be. But even so, I don't think they needed to do that here. Um, bit strange, but yeah, Amos was dominant, wasn't he? Um, Absolutely, I liked. I, I thought the match was a bit random and pointless, to be honest. I, I liked the R Truth bit ish, you know, him coming down. I, I liked him showing off his free count and then his count out bit. Yeah, and then yeah. when almost come out, R Truth said you can't even count to 10. Um, that <laughs> bit was all fine. Um, but yeah, the match was just there. It, there were so many matches on this show where it was thrown together tag team matches, which is weird because yeah, sure you didn't get many of them. <laughs> Um, you know, it's nice to get everyone on the show in a way, like you're using a lot of your people. I like that. But mm. some of them, like, I mean, I, I guess they're trying to get our truth on TV a bit more because he was on TV last week, wasn't well, he? Well, at least he's not in the 24-7 division. Yeah, yeah. and I think they're trying to, they're not doing much with the 24-7 and they're kind of going, like, our truth going to be different. No. They ran... Dana Brooke or Reggie. It's been a long time. The last time they were, we saw them on the um, celebration party thing run past for like one second but yeah mm. there's not been much effort put into them segments and I'm not no. exactly missing it so no, no, not at all, no. but obviously that does take quite a few people completely off TV because they don't do anything else with those there's like six people that are just in that division and that's it that's all they do so it's great and that's why I think it's glad to see um, R-Truth kind of because R-Truth can be used in the comedy spot anywhere on the card 
Yeah, you, you had him in there with Brock Lesnar once, and it was great. Like you can put him yeah. anywhere, and he can do something with it. So I think that's a better use of our truth than just having him running man for the twenty four seven all the time because no. that's boring. Do you have any clues on special guest referee? No. Uh, yeah, I said we'd talk. Let's talk about that. My guess, a, an idea, is Sami Zayn. That would make sense because that's my you know, guess. The bloodline. Nothing's nothing's pointed to it at all, really, but. That's just the only person I but can But if you say just want someone that, yeah, if, if it's skewed towards getting, you, you, you want it to be the heels have the advantage, don't you? Yeah. So it wouldn't make sense for the Street Profits to pick somebody. And then you either um, have Sami Zayn just help the bloodline retain and it will lead to a Profits breakup, or you have Sami Zayn mess up, cost you those tag belts, and all of a sudden we start a, a feud with... Sami Zayn turn him face eventually. People feel sorry for him. And we have a Sami Zayn Roman feud or Sami Zayn be the Usos. My, my idea was, yeah, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Usos down the line. I remember saying yeah, that. Yeah, I, I think Sami Zayn is, is one of those ones. We talked about SmackDown's lack of faces. I think he is one they could turn face. I think he is currently in a nice little position trying to be in with Bloodline, but not quite in with the Bloodline. I think people are enjoying him. I think Sami Zayn could be the next one to turn face. Maybe. And this could it, be a way to do it. I mean, the storyline kind of sets it up to be right because eventually the bloodline are going to get fed up with him and either beat him up yeah. or or do something to him. So or he's going to cross them on purpose or something. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So to help someone out. Yeah. Um, um. I mean, I have no other guesses now, and I, that is just a complete guess based on who might fit storyline wise. Um, but there's there's been no hints of something at all. He hasn't been involved in any of this, so. No, I have no idea who it's going to be at the moment. They may, they may do a bit more. There's a couple of weeks yet to uh, build it. Um, I can see him at least. I, I, I can see him maybe asking to do it as well on SmackDown. Yeah. I don't think he was on SmackDown last week, which is weird. No, he wasn't, was he? no. It's very weird he's not on SmackDown. He's always on SmackDown. But yeah, yeah I don't think he was showing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, noticeable absence, actually. Um, then we had the main event. Before the main event, we got, um, Seth Rollins interviewed um, talks about Ezekiel a little bit um, talks about Riddle and then Theory come over and what I liked again here is it made sense was Theory came to Rollins for advice about cashing in because Rollins has the best cash in yeah. of all time although someone else might have something to say about that who super kicked him later on but I do think Rollins is, is the best cash of all time. But Dolph Ziggler was one of the best is, as well. Yeah, was, yeah. Um, maybe that's why Ziggler did it. Who knows? He was like, you should come to me for advice. You know, that could be the reason. Who knows? Well, Dolph yeah, to honest you, I know, I know you're going to get into a bit more detail, but I was confused by the end then. I, yeah, I, not, I, saying, not saying I didn't like it. I was just like... The only reason I like it this, is because it was Dolph Ziggler who I've been wanting to, them to do something big with for a while. They're not going to do something too big with him. They always do this. It's, it's Ziggler season where they bring him in, is, they yeah. push him for two months, and then he loses and then he disappears again. Yeah. But still, him being a babyface, this really intrigued me. So the yeah. main event was, again, a random tag team match of Riddle and Lashley versus Seth Rollins and Theory. Um, this is random because Lashley's not in a rivalry with... He's having a movie match, isn't he? Yeah. It, it's two rivalries thrown together to make the tag team. It's fine, but it's just a, mm. it was a bit random. Um, but yeah, Ziggler come down quite early and then just sat on a side, uh, chair ringside 
The match yeah. itself was okay. Really like, there wasn't loads to say about it. There was an awesome counter from Riddle um, into Bro Mission where Fury was doing like his rolling drop kick. Oh, yeah. That was a, that was a really good counter bit of wrestling um, from Riddle and Fury. Um, yeah, good. I did notice as well um, between Lashley and Rollins. Um, there was some really good stuff, and we don't seem. I'm not. I don't remember them interacting much before as wrestlers. No, yeah, I can't think. And of I was thinking, Lashley I wouldn't Rollins, mind seeing this as a proper match. You know, Long hmm. Rollins versus Lashley at some point because that felt like a really good like match while they were wrestling. Um, and then there was a massive charge, Lashley charging Seth through the barricade. Um, that was cool. And then this is where the finish came when Theory. Was in the ring, so it was shortly after because Bar- uh, Rollins and Lashley just went through the barricade. Theory's in the ring with Riddle. Theory tries pinning Riddle, puts his foot up on the ropes, and and I was shocked that Dolph. I thought he was out there to help. I thought he was going to mentor Theory or something like that. I, I don't know yeah. what I was expecting. I I no idea. I I didn't expect him to turn flex. face. I didn't expect him to turn face here. So um, to do a match. I was like, what's Sickler doing there? Because he was like dressed in a suit and that as well. I was like, this feels like he's coming down to like, and then yeah, so he pushes Fury's foot off the ropes. Um, Riddle hits the RKO and won. Um, And then Dolph super kicked Fury, who sold it brilliantly, by the way. It was a great super kick and he sold it really well. And then Ziggler just ends, it ends with here to show the world playing. And that's what I like to hear. Um, so for me, I, like I say, it's my WWE top mark. I might have a different one. I have a one from AEW, one from WWE this week. So when we do the AEW pod, I, will, I might give my other one to that. I'm not sure um, the edge to that. But I really, I loved it because it was Ziggler. I think if it was some random, uh, someone else returning from like mid-card obscurity that I wasn't a fan of, I probably would have been like, oh, it was, it was all right. But yeah, I loved it because mm. it was Ziggler. I was just more confused than anything else for this. I, I'm still... What you what you said makes most sense about Ziggler saying why didn't you come to me? But it, it just really confused me. Um one thing we got before the match as well, we got a bit of um Lashley and Riddle backstage, <clears throat> where it felt a bit like Riddle and Orton a bit, where like Lashley's playing the kind of straight faced guy and Riddle's trying to be funny and mm. asking about the way Riddle spoke to him was like Riddle would speak to Randy, where he was like Barbie. And then he was like on about Stranger Things and asking if he's watched Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. Or do you want to go and watch Stranger Things tonight? So, I mean, this is what, you know, we saw Riddle do it with Pete Dunne in NXT. We saw Riddle do it with Timothy Thatcher in NXT. We've now seen Riddle do it with Randy Orton and now we're seeing it a little bit with Lashley. And this is just Riddle's very good at playing like the silly, childish person next to a really straight face, baby face. Um, yeah, and he's, obviously he's still doing all of Orton's moves, maybe a little bit overkill. I've ne- I saw it mentioned actually on Twitter a couple of times this week. Yeah. Now that they're overdoing uh, the Orton offense. I don't mind him doing the, R- the RKO, do, it, do that, that's fine. But he's doing the DVTs, he's doing the poses, he's doing. He it feels like he's just a Randy Orton tribute act. Um, it felt like he did two halves of the match here. He, I remember the first bit he was in, he was doing his own moves like the floating bro and whatever. Then he got a hot tag later on into the match and it was just like Randy Orton. It was like it was two different wrestlers. It was really weird. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm intrigued where this goes with Ziggler and Fury. Are they going to have a match with a briefcase? Where does this leave Robert Rude? Is he going to come back as a singles person? Well, okay, the last time um, we saw Ziggler, he randomly, they, him and Rude come back on stage and then yeah. they got taken up by Omos and that was it, really random. Like, 
nothing, yeah. no follow up to that at all. So, no, I'm just intrigued as to what, where they go with Ziggler and Theory because obviously Theory's got a briefcase. Are they going to have a match for the briefcase? Is he going to get involved in the United States title picture um, for the match at SummerSlam? Are they going to make that a triple threat? I just, I'm intrigued to see where it goes. I have yeah, no I'm idea. Intrigued. Right I can't wait to hear what Ziggler has to say about it on Raw next week. Yeah, I, I'm really intrigued by it because, like I say, I, I, lo- I thought his NXT run was really, really good. And I was hoping he was going to come mm. back to the main roster and actually do something relevant. And he's just not. So now I'm, I'm happy that he is, um, at least in the main event sort of scene for the time being. Um, like I said, it's Ziggler season. It's SummerSlam. He's, he, he seems to wrestle quite a lot around SummerSlam. Then he'll disappear. Survivor Series, he might pop up or something. Who knows? Yeah. Um, um, should we move on to NXT? Yeah, let's move on to NXT. Now, I've right, got so, quite a lot to say about NXT and the main... Yeah, so I, I want to start positively before I get into a lot of um, funny stuff that's going on on this show, in my opinion. There's a lot of Ooh. funny stuff going on. But I want to start with a top mark from NXT. And it's the match in general. We got Giovanni Vinci and Apollo Crews. Um, just had an absolute... Barnstorm of a match. The best match in WWE TV this week, in my opinion. This was so good. I, I loved it. Um, to see Eichner Vinci um, get a run as a single star is really exciting, I think. And there's a spot in this match where Apollo, Clu- Apollo Crews jumps off the turnbuckle towards Vinci, and Vinci catches him in like a suplex on his side, mm. just held him up. And that's like an impressive spot regardless but to do that to someone of Apollo Cruz's size who is ducked to the max like that is I've never seen someone do that spot to someone bigger than them before and insane amount of strength and they mentioned on commentary that Vinci's like strength is strongest person in NXT and that made me think of how they spoke about Cesaro before I was going to say so Cesaro did a similar not a similar spot but he did some similar stuff in the match on Dynamite which we'll get to on AW, against Hager, who's obviously bigger yeah. as well. And I was, it did make me think, actually, that Giovanni Vinci reminds me of Cesaro. In, yeah, in I way think he is their new Cesaro. Not just because he's bald. <laughs> no, but the, the, Not the just strength... Not because he's bald. A bald European man. The strength he had here, like... Yeah. Not, not no, I agree stuff with you. On weekly TV, takes my breath away, but that, I had to, like, rewind and watch it a few times. He's, like, I can't believe he's just done He's that. got the agility as well to go with it. Yeah, and, so, so and that look, spot and itself was yeah. top mark worthy, but the match itself was brilliant. The only my, yeah, criticism is Zion Quinn getting involved at the end. And well, this is my question. So Apollo come down to NXT because he kind of lost his momentum on the main roster, and they had him lose. Um, and I said last week, do they have who do they have win here? Because it was a bit of a no win situation. Like I didn't want Vinci to lose, but also Apollo, like hmm. he's kind of lost his momentum. He's not been. He's doing random segments backstage, maybe. Well, he, he started coming out off to NXT by interrupting Bron Breaker. That's, that was his introduction yeah. back to NXT. And now he's getting distracted by Zion Quinn. It's like a mid-card as, 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 it, as it is. As you know, his mid-card as, as it goes on NXT. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I think they're doing a whole, like, underdog story of Apollo Crews. I think that's, I think that's their what they're trying to tell Maybe, us. but yeah, it's just, I don't know, I just don't really... Although I'm still... They've still got something explaining to do why he went from having a Nigerian accent to not having... <laughs> They'll just ignore that. They're not going to explain that. They will, yeah. They I, never I do. With it. 
They never do poor with old, dropped accents. Yeah, poor old Com- Commander Aziz. What's he going to do now? I He's, don't know. Apparently, he has been drafted back to NXT, but I don't know. I doubt we'll see him. Apparently, yeah, after after Apollo, did they drafted him back, but I I think he'll be released. I can't see him. They don't need big guys on NXT. You've actually got a couple now. Um, Should we talk about one of them? Because I like this guy. Yeah, and we, we said he would get released when Grayson Waller and him, um, you know, split like after no, for no reason, apparently. But I yeah. like Sanger. I think he's got something, actually. Um, I like using him as a face, by the way. That's, that's one main positive with this because they very rarely do it. Um, with these, yeah, it's big, easy to just big, make him big giants, they don't often make them faces. It's easy to make him like the honest of NXT, isn't it? Well, also, or even all, like Veer. All four in the build up, Veer was going to be a face because of the hype towards him, and then they'd spawn back as a heel. Ooh. Like, just give these guys a run as a face. Almost was a face technically for a little while, but you know, not massively. But Sanger's actually shown a bit of character to him, which is quite nice for, for a big giant. You don't see that often. Yeah, it, it was a quick match that he had. There wasn't a lot to say about it, but he beat Duke Hudson, who's another big guy. Um, it's just Duke Hudson's role, isn't it? To just I, I saw Duke Hudson actually tweeting the other day at Max Dupree saying, should I? and he, he would actually fit in uh, Maximum Male Models a little bit. Yeah, you would, um, yeah. I don't think he's doing a lot on NXT, so Max Dupree, if you're looking for people, why not? Why not, I say? He was um, on the roster briefly. Duke yeah, and I just think he's not, he's never doing anything in NXT. He just gets beaten all the time. Um, and he's a big guy and like, he should be doing a bit more. Well, and he's someone they've they've tried a lot with in NXT because they had him be like a poker player for a bit. Then they had him with Persia Parotta's yeah. love interest. And now he's doing nothing. So they've tried a few things with him and none of it's worked. So we mm. run out of patience with Duke Hudson, I think. Um, but he has a role because he's here to lose to Sanger. Um, <laughs> yeah. And speaking, um, of, speaking of giants, while we're on the NXT giant uh, mm. brigade, Von Wagner had a match with Solo Sokoa. Uh, I mean, they brawled all, all night. Yeah. These two. All night they were brawling. Um, I don't remember what happened last week. I know they obviously had a confrontation last week. I don't really remember again why this was so heated this week, but they just seemed to be all over the place. Um, yeah, I like the. I mean, the match ended very quickly, but I didn't mind because of the stuff they did afterwards. Pull yeah, apart, and I loved. No I loved Solo Sakai throwing uh, Mr. Stone into the trash. Um, what 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 about the um, garbage bin being branded in NXT merch? It seemed a bit weird. I didn't really. I was. It had, it had like an NXT banner on it, and I was like, "Are, are they are they putting banners around their uh, like trash bins in the in the car park?" It was a bit random. <laughs> I, I honestly didn't notice. Random that. thing I noticed. Um, that's, that's yeah, funny. yeah, threw Mr. Stone in there. Um, Sophia Cromwell tried to. Um, no, she did. She did calm down for Magnet, didn't she? Again, seems yeah. to be the one person who can calm him down. Mm. Again, we haven't yeah. seen much of Sophia. Well, I've never seen her at all actually in ring, but no, she haven't. We haven't seen her at all. I haven't really heard her talk, have we? Again, I she's, only know her she said a couple of lines here and there, but yeah, Mr. Stone does most of it. Um, she's just there pointing usually, um, and weird stuff. I don't really, I don't really get what her character is or why she's there. They've never really explained it. No, um, they've, they've never explained why she's there. And Von no. Wagner, I mean, for, for the guy who the first NXT 2.0 they pushed into the main event. Um, he's just he's just a bit bland, isn't regressed he? Regressed and regressed, and I think he's probably is he's in not a bad position right now. I don't mind him currently. Um, he no, is boring. Okay. He is boring, but he doesn't do much. I don't really 
have a, he's just a big guy. He's again, just a just a generic hill giant. Like I just mentioned, all these generic hill giants they have, he's just another one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's why I think Commander Aziz and NXT wouldn't work because I've, there's, no, there's no. three, we've just mentioned, three giants we've just mentioned. I just yeah. don't think it, it would work. I just don't think he'd offer anything different, put it that way. Than, than what no, I don't. Um, um, should we talk about Schism? <laughs> schism? Yeah, that's Joe Gacy's group's name now. Have you, did oh, you not see it? that? Oh, I missed, must have missed so, that. So when Joe Gacy started talking, a graphic came up and it said Schism. I was like, oh, I must have missed Schism. That. And then he actually said Schism by name. He's like, the Schism, blood, and he was doing his rambly promos. But the thing I, that was interesting was finally, and they teased it once before, but he did say they will reveal, they're confident enough to reveal themselves next week. So we're finally getting the reveal of who these Absolutely guys are. Absolutely no idea who these are. And I think I'm probably we, 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 not going to We do know them, don't we? We do know them because they said, he they, said were, they were they, champions. They said gold before, yeah. Which made me intrigued. Unless it's two people we don't know, which I don't think he can't be, then I, I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea who these, who these are. No, I don't. And I'm not sure if I care or not because... It depends who it is. It, it does depend yeah. who it is. And I just, I don't like the Joe Gacy character, so it's not... Even if it's people I like, am I going to like them now? <laughs> like it's, it's difficult. Um, but yeah, that was that was interesting. Um, but yeah, Diamond Mine watching them match back, and then Roderick Strong playing Damon Kemp for their loss. They're going to have a one-on-one match next week. So they're really, this really prolonging power, this strong, yeah, falling out. Um, I guess Kemp's the last one to lose his patience with Strong, and I think that will probably happen next week. I think Strong yeah, will then... win or something. Yeah, yeah, and then that, that'll probably be where he either turns on them or they kick him out or something. And speaking of Diamond Mine as well, we had Tatum Paxley versus um, Kevin Carter in a really short match. But um, really the interesting thing match. here was that Tatum Paxley was being coached by Ivy Nile from the side, and when she listened to her, she won. Um, yeah, well, this is interesting because they kind of early days of Diamond Mine, they had Tatum Paxley kind of trying to get in Diamond Mine with Ivy Nile, and they propped it for like couple of months and now they've yeah. come back to it um it's interesting they completely they need more women's tag team so i'm happy to have them together um yeah nothing yeah. they did kane and carter lost quite quickly here which was a bit of a shame because i like that team but um yeah what else was there in between the main sort of before we get to the main event uh, well there's a match which was a trainer for a wrestling match and i don't know if you're going to agree with me here but <clears throat> indy hartwell and Nash oh. legend had a shocker, didn't and they? I, I don't want to. I don't want to. I never like to go in on people, but I don't think I've seen Lash Legend have a good match yet. And I no, but the finish here, Indy Hartwell, Indy slips, yeah, tried and, whatever she tried was an absolute just got it all wrong. And you don't see it very often on on NX or on any WTV to get let her move that wrong. And then she rolled her up for the free count. The only um, good thing about this was Alba Fire's back and Alba Fire. Is yep. awesome. Um, we'll probably get a good match out of Flash Legends because I think yeah, because they had one previously, didn't they? But it was went to DQ very quickly. Yeah. Um, but far, I liked the bit before where Lash Lash could did cut a good promo. I thought before the match where she bounced mm. the basketball. She's and I like the shot talk, of. Though. No, she's got she's got charisma. She's just I don't mm. not sure about her wrestling yet. Um, but her um the ball bounces and then goes on the floor and you just see the bat of Albert yeah. Fire. So I like that teaser. I thought that was good. Um, but yeah, the rest of it was crap. Um, and then Arbor Fire was um, swinging a bat afterwards. Didn't hit yeah, her, but this was um, yeah a terrible wrestling match. We had Cameron yeah. Grimes come out 
Um, oh, yeah. And it looks like setting up a little bit of a feud, a mini feud with JD McDonough before I'm guessing JD will move on to Bron because he took Bron out, Bron out last week. Mm. Um, Cameron Grimes is always a great promo. He calls him, he says he's not the Irish ace, he's the Irish arsehole. Yeah. Um, and then JD McDonough attacks him but retreated quite quickly, didn't he? Um, Cameron Grimes had a little bit of a slip up here, but he covered it well because he said, um, he called Bron, nearly called him. He said North America, and he was like NXT champion. And he's like, don't worry, that's because he, he had that title. So I was like, that title was still on my mind as well. Yeah. Um, yeah like, which yeah, I thought he covered really up, well, actually. At least, at least recover it. Yeah. And yeah don't, that don't was a really good a recovery. Up, yeah. That was a really good recovery. I'm, I'm sure it was a slip up, but it, yeah, it was yeah, a good I think recovery. It was. I mean, Cameron um, Grimes is, is brilliant. Really, he's, he's very good, and, and I like the way maybe, maybe my favourite NXT act right now, Cameron Grimes. I love him. I think he's just so good. He's up there. He's up there for me as well. Um, I like. Yeah, I'm Cameron excited to see what like. JD McDonough can do in NXT. I'm really intrigued as to how how big they go with him. I mean, obviously they push him in the title picture straight away. Um, yeah. But how? Yeah. Is it just a temporary match, and then he moves back down to mid card, or is, are they going to keep him at the top of NXT and make him ample? You know, whatever they do with him, but. I'm very intrigued by JD McDonough. Yeah, me too. Um, there's a couple of other little segments went there throughout the show. He's pretty deadly turned up at a bar that Briggs and Yentzum are in. Fallon Henley waved a pork <clears> to <throat> him and said, let's put us in the ring next week. You had um, Carmelo and Trick celebrating their wins last week in a pool. Um, oh, yeah. You had um, Grayson uh, Waller blame Wesley. That's going to be a match we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah Tiffany Stratton doing a promo on Wendy. And then you also had a match between um, Idris Nofe and Malik Blade versus Tony D and Stax. Tony D got the win. Um, Cruz and Joaquin afterwards were ordered by Tony to beat them up. They were reluctant, but they did it. Mm. So they're carrying that storyline on. There's loads, there's, there's so many segments in NXT that you can't talk about them all in detail. You just kind of go through them and say, oh, this one was all right. But all of that stuff was all, like, fine. There was nothing great there. There was an Axiom video package, and he's got a mask now as well, which is interesting. Yeah, put him behind a mask. Um, I mean, it, it goes with I wrestling don't mind style. That. His wrestling style does that. work with a mask, I think. He's very, like, loopy. I don't mind him being, like, a mysterious character. Like, that, I know, we have all seen his face. But again, if he, has, if, he, if he wears a mask for 10 years, we'll all forget his face quite quickly. So, yeah. It's not, yeah, and he's he's hardly a big enough star. That, so, yeah. shall we talk about the main talking point from NXT? Because this is the the big stuff, really. <clears throat> so, we got, um, yeah, no, we didn't get we didn't get a new champion. Um, we had Roxanne beaten. So, it's the NXT starts with Roxanne Perez being injured in the car park, which is an angle they do probably once every two months in NXT. It's done too often for a start. NXT the car park is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, they always do this thing as well, where they, they go throughout the show blaming all these different people. They even asked Electra Lopez about it. It's like, it's clearly not her. Come on. Mm. Um, and they rushed. They ruined this angle, in my opinion, straight away. I don't know if you're going to agree with me, but they, they rushed it. Why? Why? They literally won yeah, the tag week. belts yeah. last week. They had the attack here. I don't even mind them doing the attack here. That's fine. But why is the attacker revealed now? Why couldn't it have been Cora Jade takes Raquel's play? Uh, not Raquel. Roxanne's oh, place. And then weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks down the line, you build this. And then it gets revealed that Cora Jade was behind it all along. Um, 
I just thought it was stupid to to waste it all in one go. Yeah, I mean, my favorite part of this was the uh, skateboard <laughs> breaking as she tried yeah. to hit. And it, yeah, it didn't even look so good so funny. It. Honestly, I, got, I, I watched that back a few times and I, I had a little chuckle to myself. Did enjoy that bit. Um, yeah, I mean, do I think it was rushed? I mean, definitely is a bit rushed to do it like this. Um, I thought it was crazy to do it. I'm honestly. assuming they, what I think they might be doing here, by the way, is I think they might be trying to get rid of the tag belts in NXT as well. I don't, yeah, but... That's... And they've put, they've put it on a team but... that are about to break up to then be like, oh, well, you know, Corey Jade's going to be like, oh, I don't want these tag belts or something. I, I, even, I if that's how the case, they do it. even if that's the case, Roxanne and Cora Jade's story of being friends has been told over, what, about a month? Yeah. It's not a six, seven month storyline or a couple of years storyline like if you did it with katana and Caden, they've been tag team for ages yeah you put the titles on them and then you build it over a couple of months when they put the titles maybe one of them is not trusting the other one or something and then something happens and it's a bit that that would be good but to go right we'll rush them as friends we only got introduced them as friends a couple of weeks ago win the titles straight away attack break up like mm. within a month i just think that is crazy to rush it and like i don't I didn't see the point in Roxanne coming out and fighting here. I would have rather her just not. Yeah. And, and Cora then, because she attacks her, that was her plan all along, was to take her place. She doesn't win the title. She doesn't have to win the title. She could, you could even have her win the title to make it even more interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just... And the match wasn't that good because Roxanne was like, had to be completely... Yeah, yeah she so just had an injury. It was basically yeah. Mandy just... I mean, she <clears> did do some... There were some all right bits in it. But most of it was just Mandy beating up Roxanne. Um, there was a nice pop rocks on the outside. Um, but Gigi yeah, and Jason yeah. were getting involved as well. Um, but yeah, it, for me, it was a bit. And I, I'm not sure about. I think Cora Jay could work as a heel. Well, so this I've is. Got page one, vibes. This is not one caveat, is I'm actually really looking forward to seeing Cora Jay as a heel. I think it could work. I think she, towards the end, I think she looked like evil enough that I think she might actually be better off as a heel than a face. I think it might work. Again, let's see what let's see what they do. This is a wait and see one. But I'm I'm intrigued by Cora Jade as a heel, definitely. Yeah, I, I think she she gave me at the end with the facial expressions, the way she looks and the way she is, mm. she gave me page vibes when Paige was like a really good heel. Yeah. yeah. That's what she reminded Very me page-y, of. Yeah. Or even a little bit AJ Lee. I know she gets compared to those two people anyway, but they were you know, Paige is a, was more remembered maybe as a heel, as a wrestler than a face. But mm. that's kind of what it reminded me as uh, of. But yeah, for me, it's just I, I like I like the fact they turned up because I've said a couple of weeks ago I think they're thinking about it. Um, but I just don't. I didn't expect it strip this soon. I thought maybe at least wait a month or two, even longer. I would, but at least a couple of months. Like have them have them have the run with the titles, lose the titles. Have Roxanne maybe take the pin, so Cora's like, you know, already got an eye on like, um, I want to split away from her. But Roxanne's still got that contract. Then Roxanne says she's going to clash in the contract. You can have Cora then take that away from her. Yeah. Almost, you know, rather than just all of it in one go. I just thought it was a bit. It was ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I'm intrigued. I'm not as on news. I don't think. I, I think it is rushed, but I'm not. 
upset by their decision there. I think it's I think it's fine. I'm just it's all about the follow up. This this was fine. Mm. The follow up needs to be good. Um, it looks like we're getting Nikita Lyons next to Mandy Rose as well. So we've got a new, and this is what NXT have done well. Yeah, so they've got they've already set up Mandy Rose's next challenge with Nikita Lyons. They've now set up a feud between Cora Jade and Roxanne. We've also got Alba Fire on our session. We've also got um, they, do, they use a lot of women. Tiffany yeah. Stratton. Yeah, you know they've got a lot of women, and you know we've got stuff going on with Peyton Paxley and Ivy Nile. They've just got a lot of. They use their women's division very well in, in NXT. They do, yeah. I'll give. There's main roster. That. There's like one women's shoot at a time, even or, or AW. There's, you know, uh, the, on Raw, I think it's not too bad. There's normally a couple. There's, um, there's, ne- there's never four or five in, at a time. No, and not as many as in NXT. And in AW, there's never that many. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, so I think that is a good thing that they've done this and actually kept um, the title away from these two, which I don't mind. If if they're going to have these two have a blood feud which they kind of is now then maybe you don't want the belt near that because maybe they're both not ready for a belt yet they're both quite young well, the, thing is, the thing is with nxt once you lose the belt <laughs> there's not a lot else for you to do you normally get called up and i think you yeah. don't want to rush it i think maybe have them i've said this before but you know having them down the line win the titles yeah. like that's, that's, that's the problem with bron like when he loses his title what's he's he's been to the top what's he gonna do but i think with bron he's had quite a long title right he, he'll have quite a long yeah I think the only reason Mandy Rose has had such a long run is because there's just been no one who is ready to beat her yet. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you could argue Dakota Kai when she had her chance. I think Alba Fire should be the one, but... Yeah, maybe she should, but they're going to long play that. Nikita Lyons, you could argue Nikita Lyons could beat her for it. I think they like her a lot, so maybe. For me, Nikita Lyons isn't the one to win the NXT Women's title. Not, not I, think, I think Alba Fire is the one. I, 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 I think with. she makes more sense because she's much more experienced as a wrestler and is top, like really, really good at in the ring. I think that's mm. so important with the, the championship, especially on a roster with a lot of inexperienced people. Exactly. Yeah, she can have good. Your jabs have to be good in ring. Yeah. Have to be. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think that's it for my NXT. So that is. Um, yeah. That's it for the WWE podcast for this week. Um, like I say, follow us on Twitter at Recharge Wrestle uh, and on our YouTube channel, Recharge Wrestling. Like and subscribe there. Check out all of our content, all of our podcasts, all of our other stuff. Uh, AW podcast to come if you're not want- if you're watching this one, go over and watch that one. It'll be up shortly after, probably, well, maybe a few hours, I don't know. But yeah, um, yeah go check that out. We've got pay-per-views coming up, we'll have predictions and all that coming up for SummerSlam in a couple of weeks. So looking forward to that. We've got plenty of content. Uh, stuff going on content and stuff so yeah see you next time cool see you guys hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.